This episode may take two sessions to cover this material because I want us to talk about personality, the difference in character and personality. Sam got interested in personality types and he went away and went to school to qualify to give the Myers-Briggs personality type indicator. He came back and the more he used it, the more it helped him learn how to talk to people who came to him from help for help. He helped me to understand what personality is and and that there are no wrong personalities. But it's hard for people to communicate if they don't understand that personality is not wrong, but it can be different. Sam and I had totally different personalities. And both of us, before we understood this, considered the other one wrong. I'm always in a hurry. I've got to get things done and get to the next task. Sam is not in a hurry. He was patient, slow in his actions, deliberate in what he did, and I just kind of threw it all together and went on about my business. And we were aggravated with each other because we were different. And then once we understood this, we realized that that putting our personalities together, we complemented each other. And we accepted each other. Now, there's a proverb that I want to read to you. It's Proverbs 22, 6. It says, train up a child in the way he should go, in keeping with his individual gift or bent. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. You train up a child in the way he should go, taking into consideration his bent, And when he gets old, he won't depart from that. So what does it mean that children are different? Well, some are emotional. Others are analytical. Some like to socialize. Others like to be alone. And one type of personality is not better than another. They're just different. Mm. And it's important to realize that a personality type is not an excuse for anything. When your child is disobedient, this has nothing to do with his personality. All personality types can choose to be obedient or disobedient. But the way in which we are disobedient can vary according to personality. Don't forget that harmony between family members will exist when each decides to deal with their sin by confessing it, yielding to the Holy Spirit's control and walking in the Spirit. Being able to identify and understand you and your child's personality type will explain how and why you're different. We really mislabeled one of our children as being wrong when he was only different. And on many occasions, we got angry and frustrated with him because he didn't do things the way we did. So we said he was wrong. And we were blind to the possibility that instead of being wrong, He was different, and therefore he was constantly frustrated. But we have to learn that respecting and appreciating personality types 
goes a long way to improving family relationships between parents and children and between the moms and the dads together. It's amazing we use the term personality and we don't know what it means. Webster defines it as that which constitutes an individual as a distinct person or that which constitutes individuality. Personality gives us individuality. We can have different personalities and not be wrong. Carl Jung was one of the first people to develop a theory about personality types. And Catherine Briggs and Isabel Myers expanded on his theory, and that's where the Myers-Briggs type indicator came from. Most people who've studied personalities agree that we are predisposed in our personality traits. In other words, they are with us from birth. The proverb says, train your child up in keeping with his gift or bent. And an important part of that is his personality. Parents need to know and understand the strengths and weaknesses of their child if they're going to obey what the proverb says. One of the most helpful ways to identify these strengths and weaknesses is to understand personality types. Understanding the word character sheds light on the uniqueness of children. Webster defines character as the peculiar qualities impressed by nature or habit on a person which distinguishes him from others. These constitute real character, and the qualities which he is supposed to possess constitute his estimated character or reputation. Character is not formed until the person has acquired stable and distinctive qualities. How do personality and character traits relate to each other? Our personality is the vehicle through which our character is made known. We are attracted to individuals because of their personality, but after that we have to live with their character. How your character traits are made known to others depends upon your personality type. How other characters' traits are manifested will depend upon their personality type. So before you judge one's character as to whether they are strong or weak, fact in their personality. There are also negative or sinful character traits that we need to ask the Lord to forgive and cleanse us from each time we act or react unrighteously. Now, let's look at the differences in personalities. How do you determine personality? There are four ways. Number one, your energy source. And we will talk about these, each one, in detail. Where do you get your energy? There's people that are introvert and extrovert. And until Sam explained this to me, I thought an introvert is someone that didn't like people. But that's far from wrong. Introverts get their strength from within their energy from within. 
extroverts get their strength from outside. Sam was an introvert and I'm an extrovert. That means I can go be with people all day, come home ready to go out to dinner with some other people. Because I'm energized, I've been with people all day. Sam was practicing dentistry and he was with people all day. And he would come home and he was exhausted because he has to be quiet and get his energy from within. Now, if I've been home all day with three little children who I don't think are people, I don't get my energy from them. They take all I have. So he comes home. I'm tired because I've been home all day. He's tired because he's been with people all day. So what does he do? He comes home. He wants to get the paper, sit down and read it. He wants to be quiet for just a few minutes. What do I do? Oh, I want him to energize me. So he comes home, and I consider the fact that he's ignoring me. When the poor man is exhausted, and I was ignorant. So I would get mad, and I would pout around the house. And he would say, what is wrong with you? And I would say, nothing, and go in to prepare dinner. And he didn't say anything. And so I would think, well, he doesn't love me. Or he would ask me twice what's wrong with me. And he would sit there and say, what in the world have I done? I can't seem to do anything right. I've been working all day and I'm tired. I want to come home and regroup. What a mess we made of our relationship. How could we begin to be the parents our children needed? We couldn't even get along with each other. And then he went off and took this test and came back and explained it all to me. And I love him. And once I understood, he wasn't ignoring me. He was tired. And he had to be alone to get his energy. I could then give him the space he needed without being resentful. And he understood that I'd been home by myself all day and I was tired. And I needed to interact with him. And you know what he did? He didn't take so long to be alone. He'd come in and sit down and we'd have a nice talk. So which are you? Are you an introvert or an extrovert? And who are the people you live with? There's some children that are introverts and they don't want to go out and romp and play all day long. And I've seen parents declare them to be shy. They're not shy. They just have fun being alone. And so we think they're wrong and we want them to get out and be like other children. And they're not like other children. Now with an introvert, remember interaction with people is important. And an, an, I mean an extrovert and an introvert needs time to just sit and think. Extroverts are always involved. Inter introverts value their peace and their privacy. 
Extroverts usually have a broad range of interest. Introverts are more shy and cautious. And I love this next one because it was so true of us. Extroverts speak without thinking. Introverts think without speaking. Isn't that amazing? Just that little bit of knowledge from a real complex exam that people pay hundreds of dollars to go and take. Businesses give their employees these tests. Sam went to a large company in Atlanta three days a week and gave all the employees these tests and then helped the man that owned the business to place them in the right position. Some of them weren't functioning in their job because they weren't where they could, could be pleasing and their personality could be ex expressed. And the boss man thought they were lazy. And once they all took the test, it took six months, three days a week, Sam went to Atlanta and they gave the test to these people. And once you placed a person in a position according to his personality, just with that, introvert and extrovert, they became far more productive, far more efficient in their job, and everyone was congenial and could work together. I'm going to stop this episode here because we have several other factors of the personality that I want us to get into. But I'll give you the next three, and you can be thinking about it. Next time, we'll talk about perceiving. That is, how does a person take in information? And three is called judging. That's not being judgmental. It's making decisions with the information you possess. So how does a child, or how do you, make a decision? And number four is dealing with the outer world. How do you handle the world around you? In our next episode, we'll see how far we get, but we'll talk about perceiving and judging for sure. Thanks for listening, and God bless.